Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. I'm about to jump into a podcast with Clayton Ferris, who is an award-winning actor who's been in over 30 movies, and he wants to share his experience with mushrooms and how they've been able to completely change his life and help him to overcome things like OCD permanently and how he continues to microdose and why he continues to microdose to help him continue to be healthier and happier in his life. So let's jump into the podcast right now and see what Clayton's up to. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous lookalike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. All right, we're live. All right. Yeah, so thank you for being here, uh, Clayton Ferris, on the Curative Mushrooms podcast today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I love the hat. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the mushroom hat. I always got to represent the mushrooms. <laughs> yes, awesome. But yeah, um, so you're out of LA, right? And in California right now? Yeah, I live in LA. I've been out here for about 14 years, but I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Yep, yep, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm a new Dallas, Texas person. Only been here like a month or two. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. What, what neighborhood are you in? Uh, we're up in um, Argyle. Argyle. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So kind of not. It's kind of outside of Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's outside a little bit. Cool. Toward the Frisco area. Dude, how hot is it there? <laughs> oh, jeez. It's been like 111 is like the norm out here right now. That's crazy. That's <laughs> I crazy. Yeah, I haven't had heat like this since I was in Bahrain when I was yeah. in the Navy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's becoming a desert there. So <laughs> good luck growing well. mushrooms there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really need our kits here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, well, cool, cool. So. Tell me a little, uh, for people who don't know much about you, you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently up to? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm a comedian actor type of person. I do a lot of, um, kind of like I write my own content and make videos online where I kind of mock like, or not mock, but just kind of poke fun at like LA culture and just like wellness, the wellness culture in general. And I do that because it's kind of like a place that I, I find myself in, you know, like I, I host a podcast with my partner called um, What the Funk, which is all about functional medicine and and that world. And I come from it um, from a place of like being a newbie. Like I when I years ago, I was having some issues with like early arthritis and that sort of thing. And I kind of realized that that was partly because of the foods I was eating and and how I was treating my body. So um, I went on a functional medicine diet guided by my girlfriend, who is also a health coach. And that led us to like have this podcast. And I started kind of talking to all these people in the wellness space and realized that I love these people. They're great people. And I kind of I agree with them and I like their message. But sometimes 
they can be pretty intense. So it's fun. <laughs> I like to uh, poke fun at that world. <laughs> That's, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But then I also am a traditional actor. I've done a lot of TV stuff and movie stuff and yeah a writer that sort of that's where i do gotcha gotcha and an avid microdoser. yeah yeah give me one second i get it all right <laughs> talk about that but yeah yeah thanks for the um that info that's uh that's pretty cool you know you've been so you've been doing acting pretty much for what since 2011 or how far back does that go yeah i mean i i mean i was an act i've been acting since i was a kid but like professionally probably since like 2010 2011 i i've done like over like 35 national commercials so like that's that was a big thing for me but um yeah i mean it's you kind of like when you're an actor, you're a freelancer, like you're always looking for your next job. Even if you're on the biggest job of your life, that job's going to end. You're always on to the next one. So you're perpetually unemployed. So, um, yes. yeah, but it's, I, I mean, I'm lucky. I still love it. Even when it's tough, I still love doing it. And I just, I, it's, I'm fascinated by acting and the process and the business and, and everything. So I, I stay pretty involved and excited about it. Oh yeah, I I remember when I was uh, I was stationed in Hawaii and they were filming the movie Battleship, and I was in the Navy at the time and I seen they said they opened it up to the bases to come on and be in the movie if you wanted to be an extra, right? Oh really? Yeah. yeah so we went on and I got to be in the movie Battleship, and I remember being on set for like 12, 14 hours in one day, and then coming back and doing it again. I remember it was just fun though. Like I yeah enjoyed being out there <laughs> yeah it's something about like like i kind of got the bug when i was a kid because i was doing theater and like it wasn't necessarily the performance aspect like i love that element too but it's more about the like the camaraderie and like all these people coming together to make something out of nothing that's kind of like the feeling that you're chasing over and over again yeah i yeah. love it wait so bad were y'all in like weird costumes or like what was the what was that I, like? I was actually standing right next to Rihanna and that, <laughs> and that other guy. I don't remember his name that was in it. <laughs> but we were just in our Navy uniform. Like, oh, on okay. the ship. <laughs> I'm like, I but, hope they paid you for that. Sag after a strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you, you you're um, are you leading the that strike or like, I mean, I noticed you have a link to it. I wasn't sure how involved you are with it. I, I'm involved in the sense of like, because I have a social media following, I like to um, just like spread the message about it. You know, like I'm all for workers and worker rights and people getting paid their fair share. Mm -hmm. um, but it was it was interesting because I made a, a comedy video about the strike, kind of like the whole idea was like, it was, it was just called every actor at the strike. And it was just kind of like things actors say at the strikes. And it was based on my own experience, but I posted it online and I got some, like some fellow SAG members that were like, did not think it was funny and like, did not like it at all. And kind of like threatened me. It was very, it was very old school, like threatened <laughs> me. They were like, one guy was like, if this was Philly, you'd be dead, man. I was like, Whoa. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> so, so I uh, but I I understood that like because 
every i mean hollywood is like shut down right now so all the productions shut down all the tv shows all the movies so like no one's working so that doesn't just include actors or writers that includes like people that work on set costumers hair and makeup people that like all everybody is out of a job so people are a little stressed right now you know so i gave I, i offered some grace and then i was like you know i gotta use this i can still have fun but i gotta use the opportunity to like help and support so that's why i started making these hats actually that i sell and all the proceeds go to like funds that benefit people that are out of work because of the strikes so keep hollywood human keep hollywood human that's kind of like an anti-ai thing. Uh, so like one of the one of the big fears of right now is how ai is going to affect um the entertainment industry and like all industries you know like everyone's going to have to we're all going to have some sort of like ai intervention and like the work we do yeah but specifically for things like writing and acting which is such a yeah Yeah. and and there's a lot of opportunity for ai to disrupt it but at the same time the what we're saying is like ai can't do what what actors and writers do because it's a human it truly is a human business like the whole reason it is exists is to tell human stories and reflect the human experience you know story is something new that's never existed when you tell it right yeah yeah exactly ai is kind of basing everything off of stuff that's already happened right and anything that ai can do is based on like if it writes a script it's because it's read thousands of scripts that have already been written by humans so it's it's kind of yeah so that's what these hats are about Gotcha. Yeah. Keep Hollywood human. Keep Hollywood human. I know that people already out there think that Hollywood is weird, (laughs) but but like deep down, it's really just made up of like creative people that are like wanting, that are storytellers. That's like what it's really about, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, so if we, so if we go, like, I know you started using, um, mushrooms at some point right when um how long ago did you start using yeah so i mean for me like my experience with mushrooms has been pretty like typical and and when i was like you know i guess like high school like younger i like did mushrooms like recreationally with my girlfriend and it's interesting to think back on that because we did we didn't really know as much as people know now about it there was no like website to help you guide you through doing like this thing but we did know at the time and this was like 20 years ago or something like we did know like oh this is gonna give us like an experience like it wasn't just like let's do drugs to get fucked up it was like it was like this will be an experience for us to do together you know yeah and and we so we like procured mushrooms i don't even know how (laughs) (laughs) we um we like, you know, took them and had this like experience. And in hindsight, I, that's when I learned that I'm like really sensitive to the mushroom. Like it's, it, it really takes me on like a journey. Yeah. And we really had like this very intense, like eye-opening wild experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it like in hindsight, again, it helped me, it kind of, 
I, I realized that it shaped me as a young person and made me very, um, very open and very loving and non-judgmental. And like the what, mm. what it, how it affected me was very profound at the time, but I, I didn't really realize that until until later on. But then I never touched it again. I never was like not a drug person. And that was my experience. Um, but as I got older and started dealing with a little bit of like mental health sort of stuff, mm. yeah, I something just kind of led me to back to like the mushrooms and and that is like a potential thing to help me and and that's that's when i was like reintroduced to it wow yeah and as we know now like i mean like especially out here in la like everyone is like mushroom crazy like mushroom (laughs) mushrooms are everywhere Like there's this whole thing people do now. It's called California sober. So it's like no one really drinks. I mean, people still do, but people don't really drink alcohol or do like that's like it's just people usually just take like, you know, mushrooms or cannabis as like their their way to relax and unwind and connect. That's awesome. Yeah. To hear. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty cool. And yeah, yeah. 10 years ago is probably not that way. I imagine alcohol was probably the thing everyone was doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's just like once like, you know, like I'm not an expert on this stuff. I just read as much as I can and follow like follow certain people. But it, it's like it's just now that there's this like boom and of like psilocybin and how beneficial it is and it's just it's just like it's just so much better for you in terms of but but i want to go back and say like i'm not really like when i when i use mushrooms i'm not really using it recreationally you know it's not i'm not using it to like party not like not like there's like anything wrong with that but it's just like it's not like what i'm using it for i'm using it i'm using it to help me with like specific like mental health issues and kind of just a general like ease of life. Like that's, that's how I use it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's how I use it as well. Yeah. I mean, for you, was it like, cause you were in the military, is it like a PTSD sort of thing or is it just, how did you discover mushrooms? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like I, man, I grew up completely government, right? My dad was in the Navy you know, it's just like my mindset was all programmed that way. So I did 20 years in the Navy. <laughs> wow. Toward the end, you know, I was getting close to retirement. It's getting, you know, it's getting a little nervous and scary. And somehow I was really into health and fitness. And then somehow somebody, con- one of my people I knew told me about mushrooms to look into those because they got health benefits. Right. I was like mushrooms. Like I knew about button mushrooms. I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know the whole, I didn't even know what a magic mushroom was <laughs> like at the time. Cause I was like, I just was not in the drug scene at all. I didn't know anything. I was ignorant. Right. And so anyway, long story short, um, started learning about it. And right after I got out of the Navy, I did a, I did a hero's journey <laughs> for the first time. Like no, no experience with drugs at all. <laughs> 38. And then, did I hear you get seven grams? Yeah, seven grams. Wow. <laughs> For me, it was like 
earth shattering, right? Like I've never even done anything before. And then right. just go into it and then poof, <laughs> I was gone. Right. But um, did, you do a guided, did you do a guided journey? Um, yeah, I did. I had, um, I went out with someone that had experience um, with it already. And I told him I wanted to do it outside in the middle of the jungle under a waterfall. So I was like, we hiked 30 minutes through past like five of these massive river Creek bed things to get to these two huge twin waterfalls that are just like three stories high yeah. and laid in the mud <laughs> naked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Toward the end. Yeah. And then, and then that was, uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I've always loved nature though. I was like, I got to do it outdoors. Like it's got to be outdoors. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's, it, it's fascinating because I, I think with my story, which I'll, I'll share about like when I did my, my, when I did my heroic dose and like what that did for me, but I think it's interesting. And, and I like to talk about this because for me, like the experience itself was not like fun, was not good it wasn't like a good experience no. it was it was horrible and, there, and it was like, like i didn't like enjoy it but the way that it like affected me afterwards was that's the whole point of it so like everyone and it, it's so worth it to go through that that journey because like the benefits are so just profound on the other side yeah but it's also like hard to tell people to do that and to like do a heroic dose because it's so like wild and it's so so out there so it's like i kind of have i like to balance it i'm like it's not i'm I'm like it's not for everybody it just isn't (laughs) but it also is and it should like i feel like everyone can benefit from it but it's it's not it's it's too it's intense yeah i run into the same issue when i try to tell people about how helpful it is and how it helped me and all these things but then i can't really recommend you do it you know what i mean because it's like it's almost like you got to feel the need for yourself to want to do that like there's no other way to do it it seems yeah and that's how like it that was what was interesting for me i mean luckily it was in the like ether and people were talking about it and there was like you know the michael pollan book that everyone talks about how to change your mind and and the documentary, like all those things are like now in the zeitgeist and people are learning about it. So it timed out like kind of perfectly for me. But what was going on for me in general was like kind of just realizing from an early age that I had basically had OCD. Like I I didn't know that when I was younger, but like getting into therapy later in life, I realized like, oh, that's what I like struggle with. And it's right. not the it's not the type of OCD that's like, um, that's like you know counting stuff or like needing to lock the door a few times. It's more just like this. It's like obsessive thought. So it's getting stuck on like one thought and kind of obsessing over it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And that's just something I've struggled with my whole life. And it can be when it gets really bad, it's debilitating because it it it's just all you can think about and you can't can't really work or do other things and it kind of correlates with like depression like they go hand in hand like depression leads to the anxiety leads to this like recurring thought so so when that gets kind of out of control for me it's like i i don't really know 
there was no way to like for me to handle it. I didn't know what to do. And it can get pretty dark. And sometimes it can include like thoughts of suicide and like it can go that route. So it's not a good place to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of learned about microdosing. That's what happened first is like microdosing. I started learning about that and like what it could do. And I just got really curious and I was like, okay, I need to know more about this. But actually it started because I started thinking about like, I mean, it just goes way back. I, I started really intense. I was like, I was like, I should do like Iobogo or whatever it's called. <laughs> like, like one oh, of these. I began, right? I began. Yeah. Like I was like, I should like lick the toad and go on. The <laughs> 36 like, hours, right? It's a 36 yeah. hour trip. Yeah. And I was right. like, that might be a little intense. And then I was like, maybe I should do ayahuasca. And I was like, that even sounds more intense. And I was like, what's more accessible to me? And I was like, okay, maybe a big mushroom trip. And I was like, even that sounds pretty intense for me right now. And I was mm. like, let me just try microdosing and see what it's about. And I was, I started wanting to do that. And I was like, I want to do it. And I was like, where do I find, where do I find this stuff? I don't even know. And as soon as I was like, had that mindset, I ended up on this like movie that where that I was in. And like one of the, like the sound guy was like also into that. And he mm -hmm. was like, oh, I have a way to connect you with someone. And, and so I procured in like a safe way, some mushrooms and started microdosing. And immediately the first time I took one, I realized that the, that part of my brain that's like obsessive, just kind of like shut down. Like it, it, it just kind of stopped for like that time period that I was like on the microdose, which was like maybe four to six hours. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. I haven't really like, I haven't experienced, it's been a while since I've experienced a mind that like just doesn't have this like obsessive voice, this mm. extra voice in my head. And I was like, okay. How much, how much is a microdose for you? <clears throat> I mean, for me, it's pretty like, pretty low like i would say between 0.1 and 0.3 but mm. i i'm really looking for like the way that I, I know everyone has their own idea about it and again i'm not an expert this is just my anecdotal experience but like right. for me it's like i don't want to feel i don't want to feel like the effects like i don't want things to be moved i don't want any of that sort of stuff but i want it to be just enough that I'm like, that really it's just that thing where everything's a little brighter. Yeah. And my my mind is just a little more like relaxed. And I don't really notice it in terms of like, oh my God, I'm feeling it. But I notice it with how I'm interacting with the world. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, it's like a little, it's like almost like a little sparkle behind or something, right? Yeah. And I realized that, oh, I'm, I'm talking to like the guy at the coffee shop a little bit longer, or I'm like, yeah. I'm just not, I'm just enjoying like, it's like you're more connected or something more connected, more present, just kind of like in a place to be like thankful and like, and it sounds like cheesy, but it's just so true. Like, you're like, oh, I just feel like happy to be alive whenever and whenever I'm, I'm not really like microdosing, I, I don't feel that way. I can feel a little dark and, and yeah, so that, so like 
then I was just like, okay, I'm going to keep this going and learn more about it and, and realize that, oh, there's like, there's different uh, methods of how you should take it. And, you know, like some people do it like every other day. Some people do it like three to four days. Some people are like five days on, two days off. There's all these different ways. It's, it's kind of like, you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, I was at the awakening event and one of the biggest messages I got, and that was in LA like a few weeks ago. And one of the biggest things I learned more about was listening to the medicine. Right. Like I remember we did this one meditational with our, the hemp flower we were smoking and, um, and the Santos, the guy leading it, um, indigenous person leads retreats. And he was like, when you smoke it, I want you to take a second and stop and listen to how it feels. Listen, does it, do you feel like you need to smoke more? You know, and it was kind of like this whole listening to the medicine. And that's kind of like what you're saying. Like no one, there's all these different microdosing timeframes. But like you said, if people maybe just stop and listen for themselves, they might get the answer. Right? Yeah. And, and you have to just tune in to the subtle, like the subtle shifts that are happening. Like, and you also have to realize like, you're not microdosing to get high. You're not microdosing to like get fucked up and go to like a rave. It's like, it's like, I'm doing this and I'm working. I'm doing this and I'm like doing things that I care yeah, about yeah, that, matter, exactly. that matter to me. I'm not doing yeah, it just like. Yeah. There's, this, there's this stigma with drugs, right? We got this umbrella on drugs and it's like, oh, you're, you're addicted or you're, <laughs> you know, and you immediately feel like you're doing something wrong. <laughs> but like, wait, yeah. wait, you have to remind yourself, wait, this is good. I'm doing better. This is helping me. <laughs> Totally. And, and that's, that's a, been a big shift for me because, you know, I'm someone that's gone to therapy and I've had a psychiatrist. And what is the psychiatrist? I remember the first time I saw a psychiatrist and within the first 15 minutes, they knew, there's no way they knew anything about me or my mental health or my history or anything. And they prescribed me like, like Lexapro, you know? <laughs> And that was like just a thing of like, oh, of course, the doctor gave it to me, may not, might as well take it. And like, wow. that's a chemical compound that I'm willing to put into my body. And like, when I say stuff like this, I know I sound so cliche and like a hippie, but it's like, if I'm like, why would I be willing to put a chemical in my body? And, but why, and not willing to put a small level of mushrooms Exactly, and also the fact that I eat I eat my other mushrooms every day. Exactly. Every other day. <laughs> Why not do this magic one? I know it's so weird. It's like we're so programmed to believe that these things are bad somehow, right. and we just we even forget it ourselves sometimes. Like I did the same thing, and people because it's it's really as people that we interact with that think we're addicted or they think we have a problem. Like even my wife sometimes will be like don't you think you're addicted to that stuff? And I'll say, yes, I am. And aren't you addicted to water and air and food too? Right. <laughs> like we're addicted to things that help us make us better. You know, this is another thing that helps me, makes me better. I perform better. I'm happier. Everything's better. Like, yeah. Why but would I, mean, I want to stop that? And I would kind of argue with like, I mean, I did my trip, like oh, my big, my big trip. I did it over a year ago and I had no desire to do that again like I, I was not addicted to doing heroic doses of mushrooms <laughs> no. <laughs> no like 
it's it's interesting because you don't like i was like oh i don't want to do this again I, i will say recently like after a year i've been like i've been in a place where i'm like okay i could i could see myself doing this again because like the benefits of it are yeah like wear off in a way like it, it's been interesting to to see because after the year it's like i'm not back to who like who i was before like i i can handle things so much more my anxiety has never has never gone to where it was since i've done the trip it's never peaked like it has um but i have been at a place where i was like i could maybe do this again soon yeah but it's like i have to gear up for it it's not like i'm just gonna go like do it no. on a like this weekend it's like i have to like prep for it again well like so what you did the you did your how much did you do i did five grams so you did five and you did that how long ago they say five to seven is a heroic dose um i did that last july so literally like a year a year ago and then like you did it with you said your girlfriend right no i did it with like a guide like i did it with a like um a white lady shaman (laughs) in phoenix Phoenix? yeah so she's kind of like she's and and it it was also interesting how i like came up came about it and found found the person you know like i i just made it clear that i was looking for someone to like guide me and I did find someone actually, I, I, I talked to a few other people and I was just like, that's not the right person or like, that's not the right fit. And then I met this, this woman and I was like, that's who I want to do it with. I just like trust her. It felt right. And, but I mean, I did it more in like a traditional or, or not traditional, but just like, I like paid her money. I went right. to her property. I like stayed there. She like did a whole ceremony. I had right. like an I had like a, he's a therapist, like in real life. So like I had like an intro therapy session that was like two or three hours long. Nice. We did the guy, we did the journey. And then the the whole next day was like, I spent with her for like eight hours, just kind of like digesting everything. So it, it that, that, that's kind of like the experience you're paying for, but, but yeah, I did it. That's how I, I did it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what um, what made you want to do that though? Like leading up to that, because that's kind of a big deal to want to go and do that with somebody. Like, why now? Why, why, why a year ago? At that time, did you think it was the right time to do something like that? It just was. It was a time where I was just I was struggling a lot with my just mental health and anxiety. And again, this kind of like OCD thing I have of just like, it's like, I can't really describe it to people without sounding crazy, but maybe I am a little crazy, but like, I just have like an extra voice in my head that just is like, just always like picking on me, like Mm. telling telling me like negative things about myself just, and it's really loud. It's not, it's like, it's yeah, it's just uh and I just couldn't handle it sometimes. And it because it makes me a shitty boyfriend, it makes me like not be able to focus on my work and like all these different things. And it was just it was just getting to a place where my anxiety, I will I'll just call it anxiety. My anxiety was so bad that it was like there was no other option really. And I didn't want to try I had tried doing like 
traditional like um, medication. And I just didn't like that. I didn't like how it made me feel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like putting like that in my body and like what it was doing to like my brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, truthfully, I, I watched the Michael Pollan documentary, how to change your mind. And there's a whole episode on psilocybin mushrooms. And one of the main stories is about this guy that has OCD and mm. what, what happens to him. So wow. I was, I had been talking to this woman about doing it and I, and I, and it was scary. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was like nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And I almost backed out. And then I, I rewatched that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to give this a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. I have the person to do it. I feel safe with it. Like it, it's just, I was like, I have to try it. And I tried that, it and I remember I went to Arizona and I wasn't in like a good state. I was in like a, like an anxious, depressed state. And mm. all the way up until I was like, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Cause you're, I was scared. I was like, I'm going to go crazy. I was like, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, the common fears are people are like, think that they're like going to, like lose their mind or come, uh-huh. or come back a different person. Yes. 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 Yeah. Or like, That's I'm a creative great. person and I'm like, I don't want to lose my like creativity or yeah, my, yeah. my yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I was thinking about that same thing recently because I even wrote an email about it, but it was like, you know, you go into these things fearing this change that can potentially happen, but yet the thing you fear the most is actually the thing you actually want. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like not knowing what's on the other side. And like, the yeah, truth yeah. is, is like, it did change me in a bit for the better. And like it, it, so I did want the change. I just didn't like. Uh, it's, it's nervous. It may, I almost backed out too the night before I almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. and then like getting to the trip, like the, the funny thing about it is like, we did like, you know, they do it like intention setting before. Did you do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we like, I still have the paper of what I wrote down and like all my, all the stuff I wrote down was like, I want to like rediscover love and I want to like be connected to the universe. And I was very kind of like hyperbolic about what I was saying, just kind of like these kind of nonsensical ideas of what I wanted to experience. Yeah, because we don't really know what we're going to experience. Right. It's like, I don't know. Just show me something. (laughs) And so, like, I did want to experience, like, peace and love and all those things. But but that's why they say, like, the mushrooms know, you know, like, they 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 don't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what they what you need to hear. They show you what you what you need. And, and the way they I, show it, the way they show it can scare the hell out of you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I always thought that that was kind of like, I was like, whatever, that makes no sense. But my experience after the fact, I mean, I literally feel like mushrooms like went into my brain and like did a little bit of like surgery mm-hmm. and then like, and then like left and like fixed me for like a time being like, that's, that's like what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the like the the most I'll I'll just say the most interesting thing about like my trip and what happened because I I truly didn't have like I have trouble remembering what happened like right, it's right. not like, you know like it's not like I was like oh I'm uh, <laughs> I, I just I'm Dude. I'm an analytical overthinker mm-hmm. and that was part of my trip like that was like in my trip with me like I yeah. I didn't let go of that. But one of the main things that so basically what happened is I go in, we're in we're in this like like beautiful office. There's a bed. I did the traditional thing where like you wear like a face mask, which I will not do again. <laughs> I could never do it. I could yeah. never do it. I always I always do mine outdoors. Yeah, and you got because you want to like look around and see what's oh, like the trees come to life. Yeah. I mean the ground when you touch the earth with your skin. Oh my gosh, there's nothing yeah. ever like that. Yeah, like I, I feel like next time I do it, I'll I want to do it way more like that. But I so basically I'm like laying there. She comes in, she like sages me. We talk a bit. She likes I like stir the mud because I, I did it in like a powder form basically. So it was grinded. Uh, yeah, put it yeah. in put it in a tea, like stirred it, drank it down. And she's like, okay, just let me know when you start to feel it. And I'm like, okay. And I like sit on the, I lay down on this like um, bed thing. And I'm looking out the window where there's like, cause she had this like San Pedro garden and like her grounds were very beautiful. Cause the idea is other people she works with, they like walk out. Right. right. Grounds like touch yeah. stuff did not happen for me. <laughs> so I'm no, laying there. Yeah. I'm looking out the window and it's, and like, I feel it starting to hit and I'm like, Oh my God, this is beautiful. And there was maybe like 30 seconds where I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I feel it. And then like, I just got blasted into outer space mm. and like, I mean, I can't really describe it. It was just being in a pure, a pure visual state of just like color and like not really nothing nothing looked like how it should look there was no mm. like if i was looking at a tree there was no tree if i was looking at like a couch or a chair there was no chair yeah and it was and then like i did have like what i would describe as a bit of like an ego death in the terms of like kind of but for me it was like i was like losing track of things that i held on to about myself mm. like like who i was who my parents were who my girlfriend was who my what my job was like all those things like i could feel them like disappearing and i was just like i'm not those things i'm just like this this being right but my mind is very strong and i was hanging i was trying to hang on and trying to make sense of it which was not wise like i you i you can't do that but the the main thing that happened for me in terms of like my OCD was so I kind of like once I was like deep in my trip, I kind of started hearing this voice that was speaking like it was speaking English and it was my voice, but it was speaking gibberish. Like it was just like gibberish words put oh, together. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like peanut butter, telephone, chair world bear just like words strung yeah. together yeah yeah and it was strong in my head and i was like okay interesting and so that's going on while all this visual stuff's going on i'm like trying to f- i think i figured out the universe whatever all this crazy shit's happening 
So I start to come down and I'm still hearing this voice in my head. And we go outside finally, because I'm like present now, like my, for, for like six hours of my trip, I wasn't even like interact. Like I didn't even need a guide to be honest, because she wasn't, there was no interaction right? <laughs> on my own, like journey. <clears throat> exactly. And she was like writing down things I was saying. And like, she, she says that she like go, like she meditates and goes inside your, your trip with you. And I'm like, I, I, I like, I believe that, but I'm also like, is that true? Like, who knows? But um, I'll say one thing about that. I bled retreats afterwards with cured mushrooms. And we led one retreat in the middle of the jungle of Costa Rica with five people. And some weirdest, I didn't take any mushrooms, but I had all of a sudden, everyone was doing seven grams. And the guy I was there with that we were monitoring everybody like, I was like, dude, I feel like I'm on a mushroom trip. Like it was, I was felt like I was part of whatever was going on. And it was the weirdest experience. Yeah. And he felt the same thing. So there could be something to that. Like I've heard, I've heard of that, like happening, like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't, I, I stay pretty neutral on this stuff. I'm not because I'm not an expert. I'm not a shaman. I'm not a guide. I'm open to it, you know, but I'm also can be a, a little bit skeptical but I'm not skeptical about what happened to me. So like, I, so like back to this voice in my head that I was hearing, I came down, I was still, still hearing the voice. And the next day when I did my, like, I went to bed, I slept fine. The next day I woke up and I was still hearing like a tinge of this voice in my head. And I was like, Oh shit, I've gone crazy. And I like, <laughs> I like tell the lady, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this voice and it, it's worrying me a bit. And she's like, the mushrooms are still working on you. I was like, okay, if you say so. So I like, I like stay an extra night at this like hotel in Arizona just to like kind of relax. And slowly the voice is like dissipating, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's going, it's going away. And I, I have this experience where I was like, I'm in this like swimming pool the next day by myself. And I'm just kind of like, trying to take in what happened. And I'm like, my, my, my mind's trying to be like, what, what happened? What does it mean? What did I learn? Mm -hmm. And like, I had this like funny thing happen where I'm floating in this pool by myself and I'm like looking around and I'm like, I see like this ant in the pool and I like save the ant. <laughs> and then I see another ant and I'm like, Oh, I got to save that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so I see all these ants. Yeah. Yeah. And then I see like this kind of like, giant like roach thing that's like that's like <laughs> drowning <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh i can't i was like i'm not touching that and then i was like no you have to save the roach too <laughs> and so i like oh, i like, save the roach. I'm like oh okay it all makes sense but like that's that's kind of just me being stupid but that also was like what it did for me is I was like, oh, my mind's working a little different. Like I'm thinking about things poetically and I'm, I'm having this, this realization of like, oh, I can be a better person if I save the roach too. Like, yeah. and I wasn't thinking like that before. So, so that, that was just like one thing. And that, that kept happening. Like I, I was just like, my mind was thinking differently and I was just way yeah. more like I was way more open to like connection and like, maybe like I've been kind of like 
turned off to the idea of like God or whatever for a while. And like, that was like, I was, I was all of a sudden like, Oh, maybe that is a thing. Like so <laughs> thoughts like that started coming back. And I'll say coming back to me. Like I was like, I was open to those like things again. Yeah. But then back to this voice in my head, I finally started kind of like, I forget what happened. Like either like my mom called me or something called me that may, may have been like a little anxiety trigger or spark my anxiety. And this was the next day. And I, and I realized, so like that happened and like my pattern had been to go to this voice in my head that like freaks out and cycles and spins and set, you know, like obsesses. Mm -hmm. And I, I did that and I tried to go to that voice just naturally because that was my habit. And I realized like the the voice that I was hearing in my trip that was jumbled was actually that voice, that OCD voice that I have. Mm. And it had, it had been scrambled completely. So uh, oh, it made wow. it, it didn't make any sense. So I couldn't. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, amazing. I, I couldn't listen to it anymore because it was not speaking any. Any, it wasn't speaking English. It wasn't making any sense. So, mm. so literally for the next like six months, I had no anxiety, <laughs> like besides just normal little things like this, this, like this kind of like OCD, like diagnosis that I have was like gone. Wow. And it wow. happened in such a way that like it, it like the mushrooms did it on purpose. Like it was so, it's so yeah. weird to me. It's so bizarre, that but it's is... like, they knew what was wrong with me and they, they tried to fix it. And it was, it's like, that's what blows my mind about the whole experience. Hmm. Wow. And then like, two, like three days later, I like, do you remember that thing about quiet quitting? Like, do you remember hearing about that? Quiet quitting. So nah. there, was, there was like this trend that came out, like was in the ether like a year ago and it was called quiet quitting. And it was about people kind of like quitting, like just it, it was, it had to do with like work and people kind of quietly quitting their jobs, like not stressing out about work as much and all this, all this stuff. And I, I started talking about it online because, because that's what I had done with myself after the mushrooms. I like, I was quietly quitting like beating myself up and judging myself and all these things oh, okay. and, I, and, and i ended up becoming like the face of this movement online for like for like a time period like i was doing all these interviews and talking about this stuff and it's just it happened because of like it was it was my post mushroom experience so it's just so it's so unique that the thing about the mushroom is it, it's not always about the trip itself it's about what it does to you after like it's just about yeah. what happens to you after yeah. yeah exactly that's like what the trip, the trip is like the beginning yes and then the integration goes on for like eternity <laughs> yeah. like, and like if someone it's not like i can go back to my trip and be like what did i learn there because <laughs> like i don't i i don't have that like vocabulary like i don't know how to dissect what happened to me but I know how to feel things and I know how to like, how I, I just, I just believed her when she was like, the mushrooms are still working on you and they're going to be working on you for a while. And yeah. that sounds so silly, but like, mm. it was, it was so true. Yeah, I know. It sounds silly. Like then, like before you experience it, it sounds silly. Now yeah. you're going through it. You're like, 
that's not so silly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I just, I, I think that, I mean, because I have like OCD and kind of like this thing, like I had a very specific thing that I wanted to happen to me. And I, I know what it feels like to be anxious. And now I know what it feels like to be not anxious. So I can easily say like, oh, this helps me. Oh, the microdosing helps me. Yeah, exactly. And and I know that some people microdose and they're like, I'm not feeling anything or like whatever. And I'm like, maybe you don't need to right now. Like maybe I, I but like, you know, one, like one thing I think about that too is like for me and you, like I feel like were you were you microdosing though before you did your hero's journey? I was like toying with it, yeah. So do, do you remember feeling stuff then when you were microdosing? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. yes, I, I remember feeling this. I, yeah. Like that. I, I, yeah. I mentioned earlier, I remember. Oh, that's it, right. Yeah. So you were, you were definitely feeling, but it was more subtle. It was, it was more subtle. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it was not like, it was only while I was microdosing. It wasn't, it, it, there was no like sustained effect of it. Right. Like I right. would microdose. And then the next, if I didn't microdose the next day, I was back to my anxiety got you so i mean some people like it is a mild effect right and i think some people just maybe they're just not paying attention enough or something yeah i mean i i think you have to just kind of like really tune in and realize what it's doing for you but i'm saying it's easy for me to understand what's happening when i do it because it's it's such a big shift because i go from like this anxious thing to like no anxiety yeah, so i can yeah. you, i can tell easily yeah, exactly gotcha <sighs> That's, that's, I mean, that was my like experience with it. And, and I, it's something I would want to do again. And I, I'm sure I will soon actually, but who knows? You know, it was funny when I did mine the first time it was like you, it was like, it was the most horrible experience of my life, but it was also the most amazing experience somehow at the same time. Yeah. And it took me years. I'm still like integrating. And that was like over two years ago for me. Um, when I did it and, but I mean, I don't know, like I, I remember thinking, I don't need to do that anytime soon. And then <laughs> about two years, over two years later, it just popped out of nowhere. And I was like, I got to go do another. And I did my second big, huge, like bigger than that dose. Um, like just like a few weeks ago. <laughs> and so like, and I'll tell you, it was so amazing. I did more. Yeah. than I did the yeah. first time. But it was amazing. Just, it was it was so different. It was so different than the first one. But it was mm. like when you get back there, it's almost like you remember. You're like, oh, I'm back. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. It was just, it was totally different the second time. Yeah, that, that's good to hear, actually, because I feel like if I do it again or when I do it again, I want to be able to handle it a little like surf it a little bit more, you know. Like mm -hmm. kind of just like not let it freak me out, like not be scared of what's happening. Just kind of lean into it a yeah. little bit. The key is not not resisting because I noticed yeah. one thing like specifically on this last one, which was like as soon as I started to resist whatever it was, I started spiraling into this other place. Right. And I said, OK, stop, stop, stop. All right. You want me to take off my shirt? I took off my shirt. Right. I'm like, okay, good. We're good. <laughs> like, it was just like, you need to trust or this ain't going to go well. <laughs> like well, we're directing you, we're taking you, but trust us. If you don't so trust us. Do you, what do you actually like list? How, like, 
because I want to be able to do that. Like I want to be able to it's relax. Hard. And, it's hard to trust. Yeah. And I have such a, like, I have such a strong mind that's like hanging on to things. Mm, so so yeah. how, like, if you were coaching someone, <laughs> how would you coach them through that? Would you just, is it just like, say it out loud? Like, just relax, breathe. You're fine. Go oh. with it. Like, how do you, yeah, you have to, I think Bruce Lee said it best. And this has been the way I've used it my whole life. Yeah. Uh, well, ever since I learned it from him, but he said he's told a story of his life and he was on a boat by himself. He was really upset, depressed. He lost this martial arts thing. And so he was out there on the water and he was staring at the water and he was so angry and he punched the water, bam, and it just rippled. And then he looked at the water and he's seen the reflection of the birds passing over the water. And, and he made this analogy after that. And he said, we need to be more like water. And he said, when he would, but he, ex he explained more in the book, which was these thoughts that are passing through our mind are like the reflection of the bird on the water, mm -hmm. the thoughts flowing through, but you don't need to grab onto it. Just observe it going past. Right. And just be like this, this thing that's just observing. And so like the thoughts are going to be there, like right. they're going to happen, but then just let them go. Just let, let them be what they're doing and just trust the medicine. I think is that's how I, I would handle it. If it was me. Yeah. No, that's good. It's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's super hard. And that was one of the things I struggled with the most for me was, I don't know why, but I felt like I was dying or something. Like, I just felt like this is, I'm dying. And, and I felt like, um, it's like, I just, cause I wouldn't trust or something. It was like this thing I had to trust. Was that the first time or the second time? The this dying. Was on, um, this was another time okay. <laughs> I've done, I've done other doses at different okay. times, but, um, but that, I remember that was one time like specifically and I went it just kept building up to this hero's journey because it was mm -hmm. like I was going through something and I needed to there was more to learn is the what, what I found out right and when I find out the reason you're being you, you'll feel like you want to go back it's because it's time for the mushrooms to teach you more they're not mm -hmm. done right they're, they need you to come back now and right. and it'll happen you'll see you'll see you'll know when it's time because you'll just feel it you're like oh right. I, I gotta go back and, um, that's what happened to me, but yeah, the trusting piece, like I still struggle with that. Like, and, um, <laughs> but no, for sure. And I, I mean, I'm like, I want to know, like, uh, yeah, I want to go back, but for now I feel like, I don't know. It, it's what I experienced was, was profound and helpful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I like, I like to talk about it because I think other people can, especially if people are like me and have a similar mind that I have, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, this is therapeutic. It's not just about like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's like a, it's like a useful therapy and it shows uh, you what it's like to have a mind that's, that is not anxious all the time. And, and it makes it possible. So even just knowing that it's a possibility post trip, it keeps me kind of like, it keeps me from spiraling. It keeps me from going full anxiety. And it's like, I, I, I really appreciate it. I would be curious to know what it's like to do like, you know, like at John Hopkins, how they do these guided, these journeys or like, 
they're they're doing i don't know how they're like procuring their psilocybin but it seems it would be interesting to to do like the pill versus like eating oh. mushrooms. oh you know how i did it the last time was amazing this way mm. i did it the last time what i did was i i, I grabbed my mushrooms right and I, so I had this big thing of mushroom and that would be horrible to eat it. Oh my right. gosh. So I just, I had a little, one of those little bullet blender things and I just hit it a couple of times and it blended it up into really tiny pieces. Then I just had a glass like this. I filled it like half, like three quarters. Yeah. And it was just water and lemon juice and honey. And it, so it tasted good. It was like, it tastes like lemon juice. Yeah. And lemonade. It tastes like lemonade. And I dumped the mushrooms and stirred it. And then I just... When it came time, I did a ceremony, but when it came time, I just downed it like kind of like a shot and then mixed some water to get the excess and did the rest. Yeah. You know, so it went right down the pipe and uh, and it tasted great. <laughs> that was the best way I ever did it. Did you have like any stomach stuff or like any, like, you know how people can get sick? I did. Yeah. The, the first time I did mushrooms, I didn't. And that was, I just ate the mushrooms with some chocolate. Yeah. And that. And, uh, but this time I did, I was actually, but I don't know if that was part of the trip or what, but yeah, I was dry heaving. I didn't actually puke up, but I was like, I was like dry heaving for a while. I don't know how long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it felt like I was expelling like evil energy or something, but. Good. Yeah. Like I, I, I had no, I had no body stuff. Like it, I, I took them very, very easily, mm -hmm. which was good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was enjoyable. <laughs> the last one, no, but that sounds kind of like ayahuasca in a way, you know. They're exactly it's purging. What well, the the shamans talk about it a lot, especially yeah. with ayahuasca, and it's a requirement. Like you have to purge at the end. Like if right. you, you'll be there until you purge. Like that's part of it because they want they believe like what exits your body needs to go back into the earth. Right. And so it's like it's part of it. So, <clears throat> but um. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, great story. Thanks for sharing. I mean, that's incredible that it could help with OCD like that because, you know, I remember hearing about Paul Stamets. And did you hear the story about Paul Stamets? Maybe, but which one? About his stuttering? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, same similar situation. Like, he took the medicine, right? And after he finished his hero's journey, he no longer stuttered. It was completely fixed, Crazy. whatever it was. It's almost like you said, they went in there and reprogrammed some things and left and then you were good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's weird. It's just, we, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's odd. It's bizarre. It's awesome. But it's just like, it's like, I, that's what I always do when I'm like, I always do the hand movement of like someone performing surgery. <laughs> like, it's like they go in and they're like, tink, 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 tink. And they're like, okay, you're good. <laughs> but I also, I also wonder about the effects of like, if you do it multiple times, if it kind of like builds up, because my hunch mm -hmm. is that it builds, it like will build up this like, yeah. The, the positive effects kind of like will build up if you do it like every, you know, like, every so often uh yeah you mean like a big dose yeah but like, you, like if you did a big dose like every once a year or once every two years like it seems like you just the benefits 
will kind of like stack on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause like, you know, the first time, like when, like we said, like, it was amazing. You came out of this thing and it's almost like you had to refigure out the whole world. Like right. everything was new now and you have this integration period. It's almost like you said, the mushrooms teach you. They teach you over this long period of time. Like the beginning is just the, the journey. And then after that, they keep teaching you and teaching you and teaching you for so long. And then it's almost like it wears out. <laughs> and it's like, you got to go do a re-up like in yeah. Mario Brothers, right? Boop, boop, yeah, boop. I mean, to me, it's kind of like you just, I think it's just like you get kind of like re- you like the world we live in and like the way the things were like in a day, you just get pushed back into like that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's like, I'm getting pushed back into like the mental state of the things that don't really matter. And like, things mm. like, it's like, it's just like, yeah, yeah. that's, building, that's building back up and it's yeah. kind of like replacing what I experienced. So it's like, you gotta like balance it. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, I mean, you, I would, can try, you can try smaller doses, too, because one thing I've heard a lot about, especially at the events and hearing different people's stories, but like they'll do. I've heard people getting life changing experiences from just one, two grams, yeah, you know, or even just three grams. So you could also experiment with just trying a lighter dose and see if that is, you know, still helpful without having to do the full hero's journey, which can be really scary. Yeah. On a hero's journey. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not a bad idea. I think, but like, that's the interesting thing I think about my story is I'm pretty much like a, um, like I'm sober. Otherwise I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm just, I'm, I'm a sober person. So it's like, I take it. It's, it's like a, it's a serious deal that I'm doing like five grams of mushrooms. It's not yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not just like me, like, Oh, it's a, <laughs> no. it's, yeah, exactly. It's a big deal. That's it's why when I deal. do it, when I do it, I do a whole ceremony. Like it's not like this little thing. Like I've got all the, I'm friends with a lot of native American indigenous people in that, yeah. you know, this knowledge, believe it or not, all these medicines, they've been using them for thousands of years. Right. And it's like it got erased. But these indigenous people, they keep this knowledge and they still teach it. So I've learned a lot of things from them. And one thing they always do is they do this like ceremony where they're giving thanks and they set their intentions and they do this for everything they do. It doesn't matter which plant. There's so many different plants right. and succulents and all these things you can take, but they're all plant medicine and they're all treated this way. And I think that's, um, I think that's a helpful in the way to like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the way it should be done. Yeah. I mean, you, like just the intent, like it, I, it would be weird to do it without any intention. I mean, I could feel yeah, like, exactly. I, I would feel like that's why that's when people get scared or just like, you're like, why are you doing it? There's no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> unless you really don't know, unless you're just in a lot of pain and you don't even know why. Yeah, and you need healing, and then that's okay too. Because but you're but even in that sense, you're taking it because you're like exactly even because if I'm the, healing something. Yeah, yeah, even the simple exchange is like, please help me. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I did. Yeah. I was like I was like, please, I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, whatever it is, please just show me something that whatever it is I need. Please show me whatever it is I need to see. Yes. You know, I, I agree. I, I think that that would be my intention next time because like I should have brought my intention list. It was so, it's just so funny. It, it, it's like, 
it would be my intention the next time would be like, show me what I need to show me what I need to learn and, yeah. and allow me to receive it in the most yeah. like relaxed way. <laughs> like, like, mm -hmm. be, like be as gentle as you can on me this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But they're always gentle though. It's kind of cool because like, even on this last one, they would take me to some really dark things and it would be scary. And I'm like, you know, it's horrible. You're crying and all these things. And then it's like, they'd let me come back for a second and I'd be back. Yeah. And my wife is sitting in the hammock watching me do all these crazy things, like <laughs> making sure I'm safe. And I'd be like, Oh, love you, honey. It's like, they gave me a break. And right. then they would say, they'd say, all right, we're going back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then we'd be gone again. Yeah. Like but it's like, they know they're being gentle, even though we think they're, we think it's hard. It's like that hard teacher, you know? <clears throat> the one thing that my shaman was would do while I was there is she was just very simply like she would just be like you took a high dose of psilocybin mushrooms because <laughs> I was because I would be like what is happening I was like I would just say it out loud like what is happening and she was just like you took mushrooms and I'd be like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you're right okay let's continue let's continue <laughs> That's, it's funny how that happens, right? You're like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, my God, what if I'm dying? <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, man. Well, cool. Um, yeah, this has been a great talk. Um, I sure. really appreciate you being here, Clayton. Yeah, man, thanks for letting me share um, my my experience. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so not, it's, it's amazing when I people like you coming out and telling you know, about these things that takes a lot of courage. And it also, but you know, the intent and what's helping is all the people that, like you said, they don't know about these things. Right. Like we're just learning. And so these stories help people realize what these things are capable of, you know? And so I really appreciate you Thanks. taking the time to share your story. Yeah. And to be honest, there was a while where I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know if I can talk about this. Like, publicly really because like there's so many you know there's laws and rules around it but i'm just like it's just too important not to like talk about and and share you know because people people are like suffering and like there's there's this unique thing that's being studied and like coming back into like the mainstream and it need and like people need to to hear it and like there's yeah. so many stories you hear too about kind of like people that are like super racist or just like that end up doing things like this and kind of come back to a place of like peace and like not really <laughs> choosing to be like a combative person like it keeps you a little more neutral and a little more just like loving to all different types of people and i think that like that's beneficial to everybody yeah it totally is. You know, yeah. it's almost like at some point people need to find these things. It's almost like I hope you find a reason then someday to to actually because, you know, even for you, it took something pretty significant for you to have the courage to do something like this. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people are at. Like they everyone it's almost even me. I needed that push. You had a push. But like some people may never have that push, you know, yeah. kind of sad. Well, I mean, but that that's true. And it's like, I'm lucky because I live in LA and I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are open to this stuff and into it. And I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people, I'm very social, but even for me, it was hard to find this like 
Yeah. This path. And so I can only imagine for people who are as connected, how like difficult it could be to like, to like get into this world, you know? So that's why like, it's great for people like you and, and making it a little more accessible, just like for people. And then like, as it's being decriminalized and being seen as like something that really helps people. That I mean, that's just that's where it's headed. I don't see it going backwards again anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see how it could. Like, <clears throat> we got John Hopkins. You got, um, you can't even count how many influencers coming forward right now talking about how they've helped them. Yeah, and for something to be Schedule One substance means that it has no medical, no proof of anything that'll help you right medically. Right. And that, that's clearly like, how could you go back to that? Like, it's, yeah. it's got to go away at some point. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like, you know, like I've, I've obviously like smoked weed and tried cannabis and it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's like, doesn't work for me. It like exacerbates my anxiety. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, I got to learn how to grow mushrooms. Oh, this was, yeah, this yeah. was, this was cool. I was in Nashville recently in uh, a, a town outside of Nashville. And I was basically, I was working there, but we were, I was at a friend's house. She has this like nice house with like a lot of land. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just like wandered away from the house for a second and it had been like raining the day before. Mm-hmm. And I, I found, I posted this video on my Instagram. I found, I looked down and there's like, this gorgeous mushroom. And it was like a chanterelle mushroom. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then I look over here and there's like more mushrooms. And I re and like, I realized her whole property was just mushrooms. Wow. Thousands of mushrooms everywhere. <laughs> That's rare. That doesn't it happen. Was like, it was like, I've always want, I had always wanted to go foraging, you know, just yeah. not even for, not even for like magic mushrooms, just for any, like, just yeah. to kind of oh, yeah. be- be out there and like mm-hmm. it was so cool and so fun and just like i felt special and part of nature just seeing all these mushrooms and how they were connected and knowing that like underneath the ground there's like this system that's like yeah like just knowing all that is like it's so cool and like yeah so do but, you take any other mushrooms or are you just only the one i i actually take like a like a it's just, it's like a myco supplement which has um it has like lion's mane and i I I have to even look i can't remember all of them but yeah it's it's a bunch of like cordyceps lion now were you always taking that other myco supplement or did that start after you started doing the um, other that was kind of like i mean again it's just it's being in the health world a bit like you kind of are everyone's talking about like lion's mane and and what it does for like your brain and memory and so it's pretty popular yeah. now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I mean, I just started to, I've probably been taking it for the past like year or two. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Yeah. Cause all these mushrooms have so many health benefits, you know, <laughs> like, like psilocybin is an amazing, you know, cabensis is a great mushroom. And, but I mean, you got reishi, you got turkey tail. That's, I mean, Paul Stamets, did you hear about his mom with turkey tail and cancer? Yeah. 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 She like basically cured her cancer essentially yeah. with, in combination with her um, 
cancer treatment. But the point is, like, without it, she probably wouldn't even be here. And so, and that's just a mushroom. That's another mushroom that's boosting your immune system, fighting cancer. And they all seem to do something amazing. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even just for like when it comes to mood and general, like general mood, like so many of these mushroom supplements like are so like truly helpful. Well, like Rishi, Rishi's got names like liquid yoga, nature, Xanax, spirit plant when you drink it in a tea. And um, but I mean, it's a mood enhancing mushroom, too. But it's got so many other benefits that they found out about. And sometimes I start reading these these lists of benefits and I'm like, <clears throat> is there anything they don't do? Like, it's just, the list just goes on. It's like, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But. You got to share. I got to, I got to figure out how to grow them. Well, I can send you some. Um, I can show you how to inject it right now if you want. Sure. Cause that's the only thing you got to do. Like I'll ship you, I'll ship you one of these in a syringe. Just remember the syringe will come separately from, um, a um a spore company our top vendor and but they're like the best and but they're gonna send it to you just well they're gonna send you um some syringes for microscopic use only so it's all legal to get you that stuff you know so you study spores under a microscope so if anyone ever asks you know hey i study spores under a microscope not that they would in california (laughs) but you never know right yeah but um, I i study spores under microscopes there you go (laughs) <laughs> but actually, you know what? California is a little different, though, because they uh, they got some different types of statutes and stuff like that. But I don't want to get into too much. But no. what I can do is I'll sh- I'll ship you um, a couple of these and then the we can do it now or I can just show you on FaceTime or something later after you once you get yeah, show me later because you might forget. Right. And then yes. <laughs> but yeah, um. Just, I just need your address. Well, I'll get it from you later after okay, this. Cool. cool, man. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, again, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a great time. I love talking about this. That's my favorite topic. And I love hearing these stories. It's awesome to hear OCD straight from somebody that's experienced it. So I love to hear that stuff. Um, and now if anyone listening wants to follow you, um, you know, what, how can they learn more about you or the, I know you're involved with the, um, the strike going on in Hollywood and like, where, what's the best way for people to follow you? And I mean, honestly, like my, my biggest following and where I'm most active is on Instagram. So if you just follow me, it's at Clayton Ferris on Instagram. I post a bunch of comedy videos and, um, provide just like funny content, you know, for people for free and yeah, just there. And then like, I, I have information about the strike in my um, in my uh, bio. I'm actually going to do with there's a there's a microdosing company out here in LA that's kind of doing their thing, and we're going to do a little event out here, like a small, super small event, but something that I'm putting together just to offer people, fellow actors and writers that are kind of like struggling right now, <clears throat> chance to experience microdosing and see how it might help with their. Um, what they're struggling with, you know, awesome. Help help them through this like difficult time. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. We'll be able to help other actors and stuff. Yes. And it's funny because I've kind of become like the, like uh, a lot of people reach out to me for resources and I, and kind of like with questions about microdosing and um, 
just questions about mushrooms in general and like how they help you. And, and again, like it's all anecdotal from me and I'm, I'm figuring this out my, like myself and my, it's my own experience, but I, I, I'm like sharing that information with people that are interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't supply, I'm not a supplier. I just like, will help people. Information only, right? Yeah. Just information and like, yeah. That's cool. And so how, how do other actors find you if they want to get involved with that? Just hit you up on Instagram or something? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more so just like a lot of people that I meet out in the world, like when people are struggling and tell me and like, I, I kind of like learn about it or, or learn that information from them. I just am like, have you ever thought about microdosing? <laughs> like, have you ever thought about other alternatives that, that might might help you if like certain things aren't happening or aren't helping. Um, mm. So it's more just like people I know or r- r- work with or run into. It's not really. Right. Like- okay. I got you. I got you. Kind of just like, you know, just letting people have the information. Basically. Yeah. Just sharing that information. And like, it, it's funny. Cause I will, like I, I did a, a job recently where I met these actors and, and I was talking to someone and then like, maybe a month or two later, they're like, Hey, remember when you were like telling me about this microdosing thing? Like, can you tell me more? It's like that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And then I'll do like, I'll do like, um, like sessions on my stories where I'll talk about it and how it's, how it's helped me and benefited me. So, but I'm just a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what, what's your plans for the future then? Like, um, like for comedy and acting and everything like that, like what, where do you see yourself going there? I mean, for now, I'm just, I'm keeping it. uh, I mean, you know, like I'm having fun making content for myself and for brands. That's like a big thing I'm doing. I'm, um, and just, I, I mean, before the pandemic, I was just auditioning and, and, you know, working on some cool, some cool projects. I'm in this movie called Maxine that's coming out. That's a, a, like a very cool like horror feature that A24 did. Um, that was the last project I did before the strike. So uh, yeah. it's just kind of focusing on getting getting like the fair pay that actors are asking for and then getting back in there and auditioning. And when do you think that'll happen? Do you, do you think when do you think the strike will be over anyway? <clears throat> I mean, I only hear like anecdotal thoughts, but the the AMPTP, which is like the producers that we're striking against, have started meeting, like they've restarted their negotiations with the writers. So that's happening right now. So if that goes well, that should, once that's kind of done, then they'll move on to the actors. So okay. my my hope, what, what month is it? August is it'll be done by October. Okay. So you got a few months. Yes. <laughs> that feel like, like an eternity, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, I feel lucky because I have other stuff going on. Like I, I do other stuff and make money other ways besides just acting. But I feel I feel bad for people that just make their living that way. Oh man, that's you gotta know? be challenging. Especially, like, especially for like the teamsters and like the the people that work on the productions, like the crew, like they're I mean the truth is is I mean, they, they're supportive, but they're kind of like, they're kind of, um, what do you call it? Innocent bystanders in this uh, because, because they're, everyone's affected by the, I mean, when the writers went on strike, 
it, that kind of like it didn't matter like no one could work anyways but then the actors added to that so right right it's, it's challenging but it's 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 worth it and it's i truly believe it's the right thing it's the right thing because billionaires yeah. billionaires <clears throat> is there any way someone can support the strike if they want to yeah i mean they're they're so it's called the let me just so i'm not wrong it used to be called the actors fund but now it's called the um, Entertainment Community Fund. And it, it's a fund that supports everyone that works in entertainment and can help people keep their their health insurance and can help people that are really struggling that might not have food oh, wow. or any of those sort of things. Because again, like this, everyone thinks of like the actors as just like the rich, you know, big like movie stars. Right. And, and the truth is, is like the people that make up SAG-AFTRA, which is the union, it's it's not it's not that. Majority of actors make less than $26,000 a year. And it's like, that's who's being really affected. Yeah. You know, that's, that's who we're, that's who the strike is for. It's not for, it's not for like Tom Cruise to make more money. It's for like, <laughs> it's for the working class actor. Right, right. Like, truly. And I feel like I hope that it kind of leads a movement across like the country for people to realize like their worth. And it's like time for I mean, it's like it again, I, I sound like a cliche hippie, but it's like corporations are <laughs> destroying us and people need to be paid. They're making so much money. And the workers are just not benefiting from it. They're, it's, it's I all, think it seems like the future is moving more towards entrepreneurship. You know, mm -hmm. at least because these big companies, that whole idea is not working anymore because everyone's yeah. popping up with their own. All they need is a camera and, you know, a computer and they can pretty much do everything they need. Totally. <laughs> you know? I agree. I mean, I think that that's like that's what I, I, I teach a class about making your own content because like that's become my my job and it's just oh, me. Wow. Like, I, I make my own stuff. I work with brands directly. I don't have to have middle middlemen. There's no one I'm not paying an agent or anything for that stuff. It's like my own thing. And I, I did that the same way, like you're doing your business. I just started doing it, started making stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And content, like they say, like content is the thing now. And it truly is. It's like content yeah. is the most, is one of the most valuable things people have. So even things like this are just making your own making your own stuff. It's so beneficial and so helpful to people. What, what are your thoughts on the YouTube? Like, because like if someone builds up a YouTube channel and I see you see it all the time, I think like um, Mr. Beast is a good example, right? You can build up your own channel and um, almost be like your own Hollywood star in a way, right? What are your thoughts on yeah. that type of stuff? Well, I mean, like, I think that that's one of the issues with this, this moment we're in is like, I truly support the unions and I, I think that they're, they're, they're like very much needed in Hollywood because they came from a place. The reason we have unions on any, in any field is because people were being taken advantage of and they, they, yeah. it became like necessary. And we mm -hmm. only think about unions back in the day when literally like children were dying on like a, <laughs> like a work line or whatever, but like, that's, there's a reason why we have unions 
And if, if we didn't have them, we would go back to a place where we need them again because there would be no protections. But I support that. I support people being on. I love this entrepreneurship idea. It's like Mr. Beast did his whole thing outside the system. You know, like he did it in one way. <laughs> That's, that's a, it's pretty inspiring, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. We don't need the system. Yeah. Like I, I've had people kind of get mad at me because I posted like a video about the strike, and some of the I mentioned that earlier. Like some of the people got upset with me, and they're like, "You're you're like acting when you're not supposed to," and I'm like, "I'm just doing this." Like <laughs> me posting a video online is is comes from like my love of being a comedian and making people laugh. So they, they control you like that. Like you can't even post a video. No, they don't. But pe that's what people's mindset is. Okay. And I'm like, dude, you can make your own stuff. Like you, oh, like, oh, I see. like the world's changed. Like I'm posting stuff online because I want to I and it's fun. And like that, I, I don't, I'm not sitting around waiting for someone to give me a, an acting job. I'm, I'm making my own, I'm making my your, own. Your channel is doing amazing on Instagram. Yeah. It's like blowing up and people respond and, and then yeah, there you go. So you're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do that stuff for fun because I love it. And then say I go into an audition, then the, the person, the director or the producer is like, Oh, I I've seen your, like, you know, I've seen your, your, your Instagram videos. You're funny. Like we, maybe we'll hire you for this job. It like, it affects it, it affects my my work. Wow, that's future. cool. So yeah. it even helps you get jobs. Yeah, it helps me get jobs, but um, it, it's also just fun. And it's like, I love. Yeah, it. yeah. You focus on mostly short content. Yeah, I do like like short stuff, like minute, a minute. I mean, the longest you can post a reel is a minute and 30 seconds. So yeah. most of my stuff is short. Yeah. 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 But it's yeah. funny and it's entertaining. It's it's stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. I, yeah, this has been great. This has um, been great, dude. Are yeah, you posting cool. stuff online? What's that? You post stuff online? Yeah, we, <laughs> but my niche is so like, I don't know, like in a, in the gray area, if you right. call, it, call it. And so like my Instagram just got shut down. My TikTok shut down. So right now I'm just on Facebook and YouTube, but we do YouTube shorts. So you'll cool. see, um, we'll, my editors will actually cut this up um, into little short clips too. Nice. So, as well as the full podcast that'll get uploaded. You know, yeah, I was so. listening to the podcast yesterday. It's great. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all we had. So um it's been a great time and then did you want to close out with any closing words before we end it up uh, make stupid stuff with your friends <laughs> make stupid stuff with your friends <laughs> that's my word of advice all right make <laughs> stupid stuff is that for that's for video content yeah that's just like like make make stuff that's that's like my advice to people: just make stuff, make, make something, stuff. make something, make anything. <laughs> make anything. Spend your energy making stuff. It. That's like it's it. it gives you a lot of good good energy. But I don't make, know. Make stupid stuff with your friends. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a good way to end it. So we're ending it like that.
Okay. That's the title of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. All right, Clayton. All right, I'll talk to you. Thanks for being here. And we'll go back to the studio now. So awesome. All right. So if you want to know how curative mushrooms is helping sad people to improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then head over to curedmushrooms.com.